and specializing. Are we thankful to have a hiding, a hiding place? I, Mike always asks for a text and a scripture and a title. And uh, I, I gave him the title. I, I said, uh, a message. This is a message for those in time of trouble. And uh, I got to thinking about that, driving, kind of thinking about that today and driving down here this evening. This message isn't a comfort for all. It's a message of comfort for the believer. A message for of comfort for those who are resting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jason, you read there from John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. There's a lot of trouble in this, in this world. We, we, we sit for supper this evening just seems like every evening or every day you just hear something something new or a lot of trouble a lot of trouble and yet we're told let not your heart be troubled I, I pray the Lord would give me that message this evening that, that he would give that message to us as we gather here. Job said this. He said, man that is man is born under trouble. Just as, just as sure as the sparks fly upward. You, you go out in the backyard and you build a little bonfire and, and sure enough you see those sparks without fail flying, flying up. He said, man is born in trouble just as sure as you see those sparks fly upward. And just a few pages over in the book of Job, Job says, man that is born of woman is of few days. Whether he lives to be 50 years old or 70 years old, 100 days, 100 years old, few days and full of trouble. And we're certainly not alone in this in this thing. Um, turn, turn to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Look at verse... 33. Now look, look back at verse 32. When Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus Therefore saw her weeping. 
and the Jews also weeping, which, which came with her. Our Lord, it says he groaned in the spirit and he was troubled. The Lord Jesus Christ was troubled. Can you even, I mean, that he would even take, that he would even take notice of us. The Lord saw Mary. There she was, and she was at the right place. She was at his feet. She couldn't say anymore. She'd said what she could say. She couldn't say no more. And she was there at his feet, weeping. The Lord Jesus Christ saw her. He took notice of her. You, you know, no doubt, no doubt, man's, man's sinfulness, that had, that had to weigh. That had to weigh on him. Um, the, the cause, I mean, sin, the cause of our sorrow and grief. Isn't that what God told Adam in the day that you eat there, thou shalt surely die? He groaned. The Lord Jesus Christ groaned in the spirit. And he wept. He was, he was troubled. The Lord Jesus Christ, he was troubled and he wept. It's here we see just a, a glimpse of his humanity. He's, he's almighty God. And yet, He's a man. He, he, had a, he had a real human soul. He was subject to the same passion, subject to the same sorrow, same to, subject to the same trouble. But, but here's the thing that said it's truly set him on. He's without sin. He's sinless. He's the, he's the son of God. And, and here our text this evening will come from Psalm 31. It's a it's a Psalm of David. Turn, to, turn with me to Psalm, Psalm 31. I believe there's some, some reasons here to, to, to take comfort. And, and this is a Psalm of David. It says to the, believe to the chief, to the chief musician. He, he had his best singer sing, sing this one. And this is David. David, of whom God said this. He said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Could that be said about any of us? Yet, David, and the, and this, the religion of this world, this health and wealth and happiness... Um, that, that just goes down the tubes, I think, here with, with a man like David. That David was a, he was well acquainted with trouble. His son, that, that child that was born to, to him in Bathsheba, died when he was just seven days, seven days old. 
And we read that David, he grieved over the death of his son. He grieved over his sin. The Lord had revealed something to him about his, his sin. That, that trouble within. Um, he had Saul. Even after it said, you know, David's going to be king, Saul went about trying to trying to kill him. Uh, trouble with trouble within, trouble without. His sons, David's children, were rebellious. Um, he, he endured the death of his son Absalom, who, who chased him around. Is there any question that David was? A, he, he knows what he's talking about. That's, I guess that's what I'm getting at. David was well acquainted with sorrow. And, and, and listen, in Ecclesiastes 3, we read there's a, there's a season and a time and a purpose for everything under heaven. Uh, ver, verse 4 of Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a, a time to weep and there's a, a time to laugh, a, a time to mourn, and a, and a time to dance. But you know, it's not all laughing and dancing, is it? There's a time to weep. There's a, there's a time of heaviness and, and mourning. A time of trouble. Our Lord said, in this world, you will have tribulation. There's going to be sorrow and pain for every believer. Well, what do we do? What do we do in those times of Trouble, those times of, of sorrow. Where I wrote down here, where do we turn? But the question is, who? Who do we turn to? Who do we look to? Look, look with me, just a few verses here in, uh, in Psalm 31. Just four or five points here. I, I, I pray these would be, again, be plain to me and be plain to all of us as we've gathered here this evening. Look, look beginning with verse... Seven. David said this, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. And here's the first, here's the first reason. For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast. If you look back at verse one, you'll see. David's, David's speaking to the Lord here. He said, Lord, you have considered. You, you've seen it. You've weighed it. Um, you can identify with it. Hebrews 4.15 says, We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin in times of trial in times of sorrow in times of difficulty in, in times when we don't even feel like we can even lift up our head we go to our Lord we go to him consider who it is we go to consider consider his I guess his his personal experience with, with sorrow and, and grief. He hungered. He thirsted. He, he grew tired. Listen, he suffered. He suffered like no man has or ever will. 
suffering. Hell is, hell is eternal. That suffering is eternal. Our Lord endured. He was beaten beyond all recognition. Hung on the cross, suffered and died in the room instead of his, his people. He endured the punishment due us. And consider this. Scripture says he is a faithful and merciful high priest. He, he knows our frame. He, he knows that we're but dust. Yet he has considered my trouble. Truly, what is, what is man? What is man that God would be mindful of him? Lord, you've considered my trouble. You, you've seen it. You've weighed it. You've directed it. You've set the bounds of it. And in time, he'll deliver us from it. In Psalm 34, 19, we read, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. They're many. But, here's the, but the Lord hath delivered him out of them all. You have considered, and listen, don't this look my trouble. I, I'm thankful he's considered our trouble. I'm going to be very honest with you. I'm thankful he's considered my trouble. My trouble. Not just any trouble. My trouble. The Lord has considered my trouble. Now, Second, let's read on in the text here. Psalm 31, 7. Thou hast known my soul in adversity. I, I read somewhere that adversity is the, is the true test of friendship. When, when, when trouble comes, uh, in times of adversity, when, when friends and acquaintances tend to just shy away, huh? Find a reason to avoid us in times of trouble. They tend to shy away. They tend to keep their distance, don't they? Yet the Lord takes notice of his people. David, David said this. He said, he said, when my father and my mother forsake me. Is there, is there any nearer relationship than the he said, but he said, when they forsake me, then, then the Lord will take me up. Turn over to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 16. We have Ezekiel 16. Look beginning with verse 1 of Ezekiel 16. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations, and say, Thus saith the Lord God unto Jerusalem, Thy birth and nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy, thy father was an Amorite, thy mother was a Hittite. 
nothing to speak of, of this little one's lineage here. And as for thy nativity, in the day that you were born, thy navel was not cut, neither was thou washed in water to supple thee. Thou was not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do any of these things unto thee. Have compassion on thee. But thou was, listen, this is what happened to this child. It was cast out into the open field. Cast out, just left, left to itself. To the loathing of thy person in the day that thou was born. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee when thou wast in thy blood, live. God's not forsaken his people. Live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. And I've caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxed and great. Thou art come to excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, thy hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, thy time was a time of love. I spread my skirt over thee, and I covered thy nakedness, yea, I swear unto thee, and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. And I washed thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away the blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil, clothed thee also with broidered work, and shod thee with badger skin. I girded thee with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk, and I decked thee also with ornaments. I put bracelets upon thy hands, a chain on thy neck, I put a jewel on thy forehead and earrings in thy ears, a beautiful crown upon thy head. Who, who's doing everything here? The Lord is, isn't he? Huh? Where did he find her? He, he found this infant dying, cast out in the open field. But the Lord, the Lord comes in mercy and grace and, and gives life and covers. And he said, Thus thou was decked with gold and silver, thy raiment was of fine linen and silk and broidered work and you ate fine flour and honey and oil, and thou wast exceeding beautiful. Thou didst prosper into the king. And thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty, for it was perfect. How? Through my comeliness. Perfect in him. Perfect in the Lord. Which I had put upon thee, saith the Lord God. The Lord speaking to Joshua, he said this. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He repeated that. It's repeated again back in, in the book of, of Hebrews. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. This whole world might forsake us. and probably will. Almighty God will never forsake his people. Beginning in verse... 6 of Romans 5 it says uh, for when we were without strength in due time Christ died for the ungodly nothing to recommend us to God we're repulsive in his sight dead in trespasses and sin not just, um, not just undeserving but hell deserving that's, that's, what, we, that's what we deserve right? deserving of death and judgment verse 7 he says for scarcely for a righteous man Huh? would one die peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die but God commendeth his love toward us 
in that while we were yet sinners. He, he didn't wait for us to take a step or get our lives straightened out or do anything. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for us. And again, he said in his word, he'll never leave or forsake his people. Well, listen, he's, he's considered my trouble. He's known my soul in adversity. Back here to, to Psalm 31. Here's the third point. He has not shut us up in the hand of the enemy. Look at, look at verse 8 there of Psalm 31. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. You, you know, to be shut up in the hand of the enemy is just to be handed over and, 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 and uh, delivered over to the, to the power of the enemy. That's not, the believer's not been given over to the power of the enemy. Huh? Not to death, not to Satan, not to man, not even to ourselves. Rather, we're kept in his hand. We're, the believer is kept in his hand. Remember back there in, um, turn there to First, First Samuel. First Samuel chapter uh, 25. First Samuel 25. Now, now David was, verse 29, David was in the wilderness with his men. And he, he sent ten of his young men out to, to go to Nabal. Nabal was a Nabal was a fool, but he was a prosperous, a prosperous man. And David David said to his uh, he said to his young servants, he said, You go to Nabal and you greet him, greet him by name and, and go in peace to him, and let him know this that, that you haven't you haven't bothered anything that was his. You haven't bothered his crops. You haven't bothered his animals. You, you've uh, you left his sheep alone. And ask him, give unto, give unto us whatsoever cometh to thy hand and, and to thy servants and to David. And Nabal's response, look, verse 10. Nabal answered, and he answered David's servants, and he said, Who is David? Who, who is David? And, and who is the son of Jesse, Jesse, that there may be servants nowadays that break away every man from his master? Shall I, look at verse 11, shall I take my bread and my water and my flesh that I've killed for my shears and give it unto men whom I'm, I'm, I don't know who they are. I don't know which they be. Who, who is David? Shall, shall, I, uh, shall I take my bread and my water and my flesh and, and, and give it to somebody I don't, I don't know? And uh, David's, David's servants, they returned to him with this, this report. And, and David said, gird on your swords. And, and he was going to go up and kill every male in that village. Remember what happened? Remember what happened when they're charging up that hill? Huh? One, one of Nabal's servants had went to, to Abigail. Nabal's wife and told her what, what happened. 
Abigail took bread and wine. Any that has to point to the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't it? Bread and wine. And and and, and she took some corn and, and, and she interceded. She interceded on, on behalf. Look at verse uh, 25. And, and this is what she said. She said that. Let not my Lord, I pray thee, regard this man of Balak, even Nabal, for his name is, so he is. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, thy handmaid, saw not the young men of my Lord, whom thou didst send. Now, now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, seeing the Lord hath withholden from thee, coming to shed blood, and from avenging thyself with thine own hand, now let thine enemies and they that seek evil to my Lord be just as Nabal. And now this blessing which thy handmaid hath brought unto my Lord, let it be given unto the young men that follow my Lord. I pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a, a sure house, because my Lord fighteth the battles of the Lord, and evil hath not been found in thee all days. Yet a man is risen up to pursue thee and to seek thy soul, but the soul of my Lord. One of our favorite verses of Scripture. The soul of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of life with the Lord thy God. He's not given us over to the hand of him. Wouldn't that be easy to do? Given who and what we are. But instead we're we're bound up in his hand. We're, we're kept, kept by, the, kept by the power of God. More secure is no one ever than the loved ones of the Savior. We're kept, kept in the, kept in the power of his, his hand. Uh, imagine a, a child... Imagine a child trying to pry something out of out of one of y'all's hands. That that would be impossible. Imagine someone trying to to take us out of our father's hand. Kept kept by him. Now back to back to our text here. Psalm thirty one. I'll be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast one, you've considered my trouble. Two, you've known my soul and adversity. Three, you've not shut me up in the hand of mine enemy. Fourth, he says, you've set me in a, in a large a large room. And the old writers refer to this as a, say this is a reference to, to liberty. Um, Isaiah 61, verse 1, the Spirit of God is upon me because he hath, anointed me to preach good tidings of the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives. Uh, he set free the opening of the prison to them that are bound. He has, and listen, it doesn't say he's, uh, he's, he's recommended liberty or he's suggested liberty. He's proclaimed it. He's declared it. Free from the law. We have liberty, don't we? We're free from the law, free from sin. Scripture says, by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. He has set my feet 
in a large, a large room. And then fifth, fifth. Here in verse nine, we see a cry for mercy. Verse nine, David says, have mercy upon me, O Lord, for mine eye is consumed, is consumed with grief. Yea, my soul and my belly. Grief just goes all the way through me. We read earlier many are the afflictions of the of the righteous. This this thing about the eyes. Have you ever noticed you you can you can look at someone's eyes and, and tell how easy to look at somebody's eyes and just tell they're in they're in trouble. They're in difficult. There, there's a lot of things we can we can cover up, but typically the eyes can't can't hide that. If somebody's been crying. I mean, I can I, I can wipe my eyes with tissues all day, and just it just makes it worse, doesn't it? Huh? It's easy to it's easy to see. He says, "My eye is is consumed with grief." Maybe that's from tears. Maybe it's from trying to hold them back. Huh? Consumed with grief, my body and my soul. David said, I'm in trouble. That's what he's saying, I'm in trouble. If you've been there, you recognize that location, I'm in, I'm in trouble. Have mercy, have mercy upon me. Turn, turn over to, to Psalm 34. Turn over just a, a few pages from our text there. Psalm Psalm 34. Look beginning at verse 15. Mention our eyes there, but look, 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 look what it says here, his eyes. It says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, not his children, his sheep, and his ears are open to their cry. He's not talking about everybody there, is he? The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears unto their cry. Verse 16, the face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Does that sound like God loves everybody? He, he, I'm going to cut off their remembrance from the earth. Verse 17, the righteous cry, and the Lord hears. His ears are open to them. He hears them. Just like he heard Mary's cry there in that opening, opening passage. David said, look, Psalm 34, 6, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his trouble. He hears the cry of his people. I, I tell you, I, I was always amazed, and I still am. You mothers, when that child can do absolutely nothing but cry, you, you, you think about this. I, I never could discern what it meant. Our boys would cry, and Abby would be like, he's hungry, <laughs> or, or he's dirty, or she always knew. That, that, that just amazes me. 
here's one that's even more painful. Almighty God hears the cry of his people. His sheep, when they cry unto him, he, he hears their cry. Verse 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. You know, when our hearts are broken, we tend to look all over for, for relief, even, even question God's presence. But listen, listen to this verse. He is nigh. I'm pretty sure that means near. He is near unto them that are of a broken heart. Verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Here's our hope. The Lord delivereth them out of them all. The same Lord that sends that affliction, it He'll recall it when his purpose is accomplished. Now turn turn back to our text here. I we want to close by reading the, the rest of this uh, this passage here, beginning with verse verse ten. My life is spent with grief, my years with sighing, my strength faileth because of mine iniquity, my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors, and a fear to mine acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mine, like a broken vessel. I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side while they took counsel together against me. They devised a way to take my life, but I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my God, my times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me. For something I've done. Save me for a promise I've made. Save me for a step I've taken. No. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Save me for Christ's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I've called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed, and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously against thy righteous. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has showed me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. That's that hiding place Isaac was singing about earlier. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thee. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplication when I cried unto thee. O oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen 
your heart. Ye, this is to a particular people, ye that hope in the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. Right? He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. He's considered, he's considered my trouble. He's known my soul in adversity. He's not shut me up in the hand of the enemy. Quite to the contrary. He shut me up in his hand. Uh, bound up in his hand. Set our feet in a large room. Isn't that a reason to cry? Cry for mercy? Uh, knowing this, that he sees and he hears his children. And you know in his time, those those tears will all be wiped away. That, that's what we read in Scripture. Huh? God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. T turn with me to just one more passage of Scripture over here in Revelation. Revelation, Revelation 21. Verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death no more sorrow no more crying neither any more pain no more anguish no more trouble for the former things have, have passed That's a reason to rejoice, isn't it? And that's a reason to hope and rest in our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brother Eric. <clears throat> David, would you lead us in prayer?